Rias into Morris. Bowl him! Beautiful leg stump Yorker. A little bit of room and he finds that uh, gap and hits the bottom of the stumps. That's a perfect Yorker to dismiss Morris. South Africa 222 for seven here in the 45th over. And Wahab Riaz has his first wicket. As Wahab Riaz bowls a full toss and Rapata misses it. The zinger pails are lit up as it becomes dimmer and dimmer and dark for South Africa at this stage. 239 for eight. And Wahab Riaz picks up his second. Welcome back and the finish has been disturbed. Wahab Riaz comes round the wicket, angles it in to Lungisani Ngidi and he is bold. South Africa have lost their ninth wicket. Uh, that have gone down, but to be able to put runs on the board and defend them in this manner has been pretty good from a Pakistan point of view as Amir now bowls a final delivery, it's a low full toss and Petlukwai is hitting it through the onside and the cleaning up is done by Shadab Khan and that are, well those are the final moments of uh, this particular encounter. South Africa have lost by 49 runs to Pakistan in the first game being played at Lords, match number 30 of the ICC Cricket World Cup 2019 and will confirm that South Africa are out of the 2019 World Cup with two games to spare in their, uh, in their effort in this particular edition. And their final two games will be against Sri Lanka and Australia. Chesterler Street and Old Trafford will be those two final games. Pakistan's uh, dreams are still alive. There's a lot of hugging and a lot of high-fiving and smiles that are going round by a Pakistan side that were just too good for South Africa today. Uh, Quinton Friend, I'd like a few thoughts from you uh, and then I will go into what is the summary of match number 30. Well, that was our two commentators, Ed Rainsford and Aslam Kota, on uh, the game between Pakistan and South Africa. Unfortunately, South Africa, the Proteas, going out of the 2019 Cricket World Cup campaign. What a disappointment has been. One victory in their whole campaign. Otherwise, it's been a dismal campaign. One game also rained out. What can we say? Three points to their name and still two games to go. No way they can advance to the next round or the semi-finals. And we're joined on the line now by Gitaka, who is a cricket development coach, selector and analyst. Good evening, Gifton. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Good evening and thanks for having me on your show. Really a pleasure having you on the show. What can you say? I mean, it's been a disappointing uh, outcome for the Proteas, disappointing campaign, and not more can be said about how dismal their performance has been over in England and Wales. It's, it, it's a disappointing um, performance. It's unacceptable. And it's not part of the stake. I don't think the guys performed to the level or they played their best cricket that we, we've accomplished to over the years. It's it, it's non-describable. You cannot describe the way they've performed. There's there's no explanation for it. It's it's, it's a shocking display of you know, North South African cricket. We look at the selection going into the World Cup and there was a lot of questions to and fro. We lost uh, Ebola. Um, Hashim Amla, there was a big question over question mark over his head because his father was ill. Then he he was preparing at home, but didn't have as much game time. But then again, he did perform fairly well. He's always been reliable when it comes to the uh, big stage. Uh, your thoughts on the selection, Christ, you know, of the team? Do you think it was a fair selection, or do you think there should have been other players maybe in that squad? There are a lot of question marks on 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 the team exactly. Uh, if you look at David Miller. 
Uh, when last was it Miller time? Was it the last time we played Zimbabwe? Because it's always Miller time when you're playing at home on flat track. Uh, you look at a guy like Eden Markram, he has failed, whereas Hendrix has performed well. Um, you look at a guy like Hashim Amla, there was a Chamba Pavuma that scored a 100 in mm. his debut. Why was he not considered? We just seem to go to this World Cup without a plan. If you look at our players, I don't know if it's a relaxed mode or it's them being, you know, calm about the situation. I don't know what's happening. There's a song that you guys usually play in your show that says, who's fooling who? But look, <laughs> look at our players. I don't know who is fooling who. You look at the toss yesterday, take it back to the toss. Mm-hmm. The Pakistanis won the toss. They said they wanted to bet first. And then <clears throat> they interviewed our skipper. I said, no, he would have bowled first. It's a pressure game. You look at the wicket. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a grass, but underneath is hard. And you still go with four seamers. Well, now, again, the, the question is, are, were we prepared? Do we know what's happening? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that leadership. Uh, Faf Duplessis is our captain at the Cricket World Cup. He's led the team for the past few seasons uh, after A.B. de Villiers uh, stepped aside. There was also that whole debacle coming into this World Cup around A.B. de Villiers. Uh, they said that they asked him to come back into the squad. He had to then meet the criteria of Cricket South Africa by playing in the two home series against Sri Lanka and I think it was Pakistan. Uh, he didn't uh, you play in those two series. Instead, he went to go play T20 cricket overseas. Uh, you know what? Didn't that also upset the balance of the team and the thought processes coming into this World Cup campaign? Yeah, it did. Look, there, there was no way they, would, they were going to consider ABT Villas. They have tried different combinations. That's why Lisa Hendricks was there. Mm. So the, the, the ABT Villas question, it's, it's, it, that they mustn't even entertain because there was no way he was going to be considered for the team because he didn't play those two um, services against Pakistan and Sri Lanka. Mm. Uh, you look at the, the, the way FAF has been captaining, it's been you know, questionable. It's, it, it's, it's direct captaincy, like it's, it's predictable. You know what's happening. And another bleak picture that they painted yesterday in the game, when Kafiso Rabada bowled at full ball, you look at your captain and the wicket keeper, uh, you know, blaming the bowler, and you look at your bowler also, you know, chatting back to your captain. Then what's mm. the picture that you're painting to the whole world? Mm-hmm. We had to uh, get, uh, well, we got a, a older team. This is probably one of our older teams, oldest teams that have gone to World Cup. And Hasha Mamla is up there. JP Dumini, we know, is going to be retiring soon. Uh, you already spoke about uh, David Miller. You know, this, they, they could have been a bit more youth in that squad, a bit more informed players, um, in your opinion? Yeah, look, they are, there's, there's two Milan brothers who have performed well over the past three seasons. There's Hamza who has performed well. There's obviously the Hendricks issue. Yeah, Riza Hendricks, yes. Yes, and also Echamba Pavuma. Mm. There's a junior Tala who's for me is like for like for Dale Stain. Why was he not taken to the World Cup? Mm. Why do we have Shamsi there when we know that England Tide is going to play all the games? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Why do you have Dane Pichorias there if you're not going to use him? Mm. Whereas we know the guy was tried at number three in, in one of the games against um, Sri Lanka or Pakistan. So why do we have him there? The balance of the side is questionable. Yes, there is young talent. Obviously, that they have it not going to this World Cup. That could have done better again. Uh, we have to also think about the selectors. You can never predict a form of a person, you know. You can never say this person is not going to score, this person will score. So that, those, those are things that you need to look at as well. Gift, as a selector, when you sit down with the captain, Faf Duplessis and Otis Gibson, how do how does the selectors then go about negotiating with captain and uh, the coach about choosing their players for a major tournament like this? I mean, obviously they had a big squad and they had to narrow it down to 15 players. 
but what is the criteria they would have been looking for? Obviously, the first thing you look at is the performance. Is the guy performing? You know, you look at the conditions. Um, have they played in those conditions before? Conditions before, and how how they have performed. And you also look at the current performance of the players. Um, with the Hashim Amla story, yes, he has played in England. He's done well over the years uh, in, in in England. I think that was one of the reasons why he got the nod. You look at a guy like Aidan Makram. Yes, he's been bullying the bowlers at home in domestic cricket. But I, I still think he failed, whereas Hendrix uh, performed very well. Where he was bowling, you know, international bowlers, and Aidan Makram failed. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you discuss. Obviously, once you look at that, you look at the balance of the side. You you don't go to the World Cup without a second wicket keeper. You don't go to such big tournament with a long tail like we've got in South Africa. I, I don't know what was the thinking behind that, but it's 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 just there's not enough cover as well. You look at you know, our number three spot. We don't have a number three batsman. We don't even have cover for that number three. Uh, Faf is batting in a three. The next day is batting in a four. Aaron Makram is up and down that order. So they, there are lots of things that the selectors didn't take into consideration. Obviously, they look at the form guys. Aaron Makram just got into the side after scoring those runs in the domestic in the domestic franchise. But I don't think the balance of the side is, is, is what was. It, it doesn't look good. It's, it's not what we were expecting. Gift, uh, okay, we're going to keep you on the line. Uh, cricket coach, development coach, as well as selector and analyst. Uh, there's a couple more things we'd like to ask you. We just need to go to ad breaks shortly. But uh, it's going to be interesting to find out what the situation is in trying to remedy the problem. I can tell you what, South Africa have lost their opening game against Ivory Coast at the AFCON. Yes, it is Reaction Monday on Marawa Sport Worldwide. Unfortunately, Robert is not with us. He's over in Egypt and he's watching that game between Bafana Bafana and Ivory Coast, which has just come to an end. And it's heartbreak for the South Africans who've just been defeated 1-0 in the opening game of the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, suffering that one goal that came in the second half. Uh, Jonathan Kogia uh, scoring the goal for the Elephants to give them three points. And they go to the top of the log. Uh, and that's going to be uh, a major disappointment for Stuart Baxter and the rest of the team. But uh, that's how the cookie crumbled for the South Africans. It's their very first defeat they've suffered to Cote d'Ivoire. And let's hope they come back in their next two games. we still got uh, two games left in the group stages. And we have to try and win those. And there's nothing. Uh, there's also the best third-place finishing team in the group that will advance, but we can't rely on that. We need uh, six points from our re- remaining matches against Morocco and Namibia, who are up next for the South Africans. But it is Reaction Monday. All right, you're on MSW. We're chatting to Kiplaka from uh, Cricket uh, cricket Development Coach, Selector and Analyst about the Proteus poor performance over in uh, the World Cup where they've uh, been knocked out of the World Cup already and will not advance to the semi-finals. The top four teams are set to head on through. Uh, Gip, welcome back to MSW. And let's just go through the uh, team once again and those results. I mean, we only had one victory and it came against uh, Afghanistan. The other game where we got a point was a rained-out game. Uh, that really set the tone also for what was to come. It did. Uh even in the train-up game, South Africa were in trouble. There was no way they were going to come back from that. Uh, the guys looked flat. Uh, I'm going to take you back to yesterday's game when yeah. Kasesora Bada and Lungingiti were bowling. The ball was not swimming around. And all of a sudden, when uh, Amir and um, Riaz were bowling, there was movement on the, on, the, on the track all of a sudden. So it shows that all our guys were flat. The, the talent in the change room is not actually, you know, 
displaying the skills on the field of play. So it's it's a sad story for South African cricket. They literally behind the rest of the world when it comes to cricket innovation and advancement. That game against the uh, West, uh, what was it, against uh, Afghanistan, uh, Bangladesh, I beg your pardon. I mean, yeah. that to me also, if you looked at the South African, how flat they looked on that uh, field, they, they just didn't have an answer for what was coming their way. And Bangladesh, by the way, I mean, we would normally walk all over them, but they look a different team at this World Cup. Yeah, South Africa, you know, they, they, they only employ one strategy. Only short, red cage. We know the subcontinent teams cannot play the short ball. Unfortunately, teams have improved. Teams have, you know, they, they, they do this, they train, they the bowling machines these days and all of that. And it was just one-dimensional way of attacking the Bangladeshis and they were very happy with the short ball and mm. they just hit our bowlers all over. Well, we've got two games left. I mean, what is there to salvage for the Proteas? They've got Sri Lanka up next. this coming Friday, uh, followed by uh, the defending champions, Australia, on uh, the 6th of July. What can Otis Gibson pull out of the hat here in order to salvage some pride out of this uh, campaign? I think if some guys um, a well-deserved rest. Um, a guy like Kassar Rabada needs to be rested. You still have uh, Petrodas there. Um, give a guy like Hashim Amla a rest, get your Aiden Makam to open with Quentin Tikok because he's the guy that's been earmarked to open, you know, have some changes in that team. Mm. If, if it was up to me, I'd also rest the skipper, you know, get get a fresh captain for this game because there's nothing, we're we, we actually playing for nothing, to be honest, mm. we're just playing for pride and all of that. Give the guy that we think is going to be our future captain a, a, a ropes and see how they captain. Maybe we need some fresh ideas because we know that I think most of the captains in that World Cup, they know Fab's uh, style of captaining and he's very predictable. We will know what, what's, what, what is he going to bring. We've got four years left to the next World Cup in India in uh, 2023. What do you think South Africa will have to do in the next four years in terms of going back to the drawing board and having to come up with a better plan in order to progress in uh, 2023? Uh, first thing will be to get players that can play spin very well mm. and also get players that can craft and can play, are, are able to bat the whole innings. You know, you need a player that will score 100 or 110 balls. You know, you need a player that will, will, will anchor the innings. You need players that will come in and be finishers. We, we can't go to the World Cup and say we've got finishers that, you know, that are a betting at a strike rate of 60, 70, that's, that's not a finisher for mm. me. Yes, they need to look at those things. They need to look at the balance of the side. We need we need a wicket keeper that will, you know, will compete with Quentin Tikok. We, we need bowlers that will compete, uh, not just having, you know, Lungin Gitti and Kafisa Rabada, and then all of a sudden we get a shock when there's injuries and that. So they, they need to look at lots of things going to mm. that. India, we know the spinners paradise, those are flat checks, and they need to be prepared. Do you think Otis Gibson will be coach of South Africa when we head over to India in 2023? It, it's highly unlikely. Mm-hmm. I know CSA are very quiet about it, but it's, high, it's highly unlikely. And uh, looking uh, looking at the other coaches as well in the change room, I think we're going to lose a bit of personnel. It's not going to be everyone that will go, but most of the guys there in the, the, the coaching department will, will be relieved you know, after this. Where is Gary Kirsten at the moment? I mean, he's won a World Cup with India what what is he up to, and and why haven't Cricket South Africa brought him into the fold to possibly take over? Um, the last time I checked, Gary was coaching in one of the IPL teams. Uh, look, it's South Africa. They, I mean, the post was advertised. I'm not sure if Gary did apply mm. for that before Otis got the nod. 
Uh, look, we've got good coaches in the system. Um, a guy like Mark Boucher um, yes, is, is yes. another standout name. He's won trophies over the past couple of seasons. You've got uh, Enoch Nkwe, you've got a Jeffrey Toyana. Remember yes. the guy did well with the Lions. Lions. Yeah. Yes, you've got a Manja Mashindi, who's an assistant coach at Titans. Uh, uh, somewhere, somehow, I believe that the Titans are doing well because of the strong assistant coach that Manja Mashindi is. Mm, mm. You know, there's, there's lots of good guys. Um, Ashwell Prince, yes. who we know is a very straight, smart coach, and you know, He's always putting that into the players that they need to think and into the state match and that. So we've got a couple of coaches that, you know, can take the, the team forward. So, I, I mean, we don't look, don't lose your legends. The likes of Gary Kirsten, you know, they're they coaching, Ellen mm-hmm. Donald and that. So those are the guys that can be brought into the system and, and you know, what, let, let, let us use them wisely. So we do have a wealth of uh, talented coaches here in South Africa. We don't need to look abroad for a coach. And maybe that will be the best plan heading forward. We've got four years to plan. We've got a couple of series also up the sleeve. So, you know, it's, it's, we head, have to go back to the drawing board to start all over again. So it might be a good opportunity to bring some young, uh, fresh blood into the team in terms of uh, our management and coaching systems. I think it will be a good way, a good direction for Cricket South Africa. You know, they, they just need to think fresh ideas, new faces, and, and like the Australians are doing. Ricky Ponting is doing a good job with mm. those guys. I mean, bring our legends, the guys that have played, bring them in, let them share the ideas, let them share the information with the guys. You know, they, they, they can do wonders with the youngsters that are coming through. In terms of our local competitions, uh, are we still ranked up there with the rest of the world uh, with the way we conduct our local competitions here in South Africa? It, it, it is producing players. Look, look at the, Rassi, for an example. He's one that has played, you know, at, at, at our local level, and he's doing well at the World Cup. We've got a guy at, at, at the Warriors, Kluta. Um, he bets. He does well. You've got the Milan brothers. It's just a matter of them being exposed to international cricket, and they, they will do wonders. I mean, you, you're not going to get that experience if you're not exposed. When we have services at home, let the guys play. Mm. Let us not be a team that's using the same faces for five or six years and then when such situations arise, we start scratching for talent. We've got the talent. I mean, every year we, uh, Cricket South Africa select the SA Under-19. Where do those youngsters go? You know, we've, we've got the talent coming through. Uh, there's also that uh, question a lot of people ask, does, you know, 50-over cricket still have a place in world cricket? We've seen, you know, T20 explode all over the world because of the entertainment value. 50-over cricket has suffered a bit, and you look at the crowd attendances and some of the uh, local matches, it, it is pretty poor. Test cricket, uh, yes, the, you know, with, with the advent of a World Test League, it makes things a bit more exciting. But do you, in your opinion, do you think the 50-over game is still something we should uh, look up to? Uh, definitely, we should we should be looking up to that. The game New Zealand West Indies that was entertaining for me. The mm. way you know uh, that why I scored that century. That's uh, still there's still entertainment. Uh, when Virat Kohli and the Indians are batting, people watch that 50 overs. They, they there's that entertainment. It's just mm. that what we succumb to as South Africans is that we we've played uh, you know we played the way we were playing five years ago. We haven't moved up in terms of you know the, what the other nations are doing and that. So it, it's for me, it's still sustainable. It's still entertaining. It's a good bridge between, you know, your, your test cricket because you get to bet longer and then by the time you get to test cricket, at least you're used to that. 
Well, we're chatting to Gift Tucker from uh, Cricket Development Coach, a selector and analyst. And if you'd like to have your say on uh, the performance of the Proteas over the World Cup, uh, you can send your voice uh, notes to 060-584-2250. Uh, that landline to call if you'd like to speak to us live in studio. It's uh, 089-110-3377 or 089-110-2000. Uh, coming back to you, Gift, I just want to find out from you, looking at uh, the informed teams at the Cricket World Cup, uh, we've got New Zealand and India, who are currently undefeated so far in all their matches. Who do you think this title is possibly going to? Because it's still up for grabs. I mean, we've got India that's probably favourites. Australia pretty going pretty well, despite their form coming into the World Cup. Um, who else is there that we can possibly pick that will lift that trophy at the end of the tournament? Look, the Australians, they always find that form mm. when they're playing in the World Cup. I don't know well, how do they do that. <laughs> they always seem to find that good form. And they look at the Australians, they, they're very relaxed, but aggressive at the same time. Mm. Um, the New Zealanders, we know them. They're nice guys, but they know how to beat teams. Um, India is there. England are just hanging by the tip of their skin. Because now if you look at it, they've got tough games. And, uh, you know, they they bringing into the fold the Sri Lankans, the, the, the Bangladeshi and that. Uh, the unluckiest team, obviously, is the West Indies here with the brand of cricket they've played. Yes. They're very unlucky. But if you, if you, if, uh, I, I still put my money on, you know, England being in the final, maybe with the Australians or the New Zealand. One, one, those three teams will definitely take. I don't see the, the home team taking it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. But uh, <laughs> India. You're a brave man to call that one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, stay where you are, Gif. We got uh, somebody on the phone line, uh, Francois from uh, Baclou. Good evening, Francois. How's it? Good, thank you. Your question? No, I actually want to comment on the cricket. Yes, please, go ahead. And the way we went about it this season. You know, I I don't know. I kind of blame the selectors a little bit with regards to people like Hashim Amla Mm. and JP that was injured. I mean, you had Riza Hendricks playing beautiful cricket. Yes. He wasn't given a chance. We, we, I mean, Amla scored two fifties and 100 in the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they don't look at things like that, but if you take Riza to the World Cup, you have a chance that the next World Cup you'll have that experience, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just feel like we were let down by by the, the selectors and, and, you know, our leaders let us down. What, what, what are we going to take from the guys that were there? You have JP, you have Faf, you have Hash, and all of them went into the World Cup with dismal performances. Question marks over their heads, yeah. And and now, what do you do? If if they fail now, if they went there and they were on form and we had a chance of winning the World Cup, then that's something else. Mm-hmm. But they went there, they were not scoring runs. So what did we expect? We left guys that could have been potentially playing the next World Cup. So sure. I, I don't know. I mean, we have to look go back to the drain board and do something. Yep. Uh, that interesting comments there. Thank you very much, Fran. So, Gift, I mean, he's right there. We we did take questionable players to the World Cup, and we had to kind of take those players because they were our stable go-to guys. But taking injured players to the World Cup was not a good call, I mean, including Dale Stain. Yeah, that, that, that was surprising for me to take Dale there. Um, we, we know that Nokia was injured, and immediately he was dropped. And Dale Stain was injured. Why didn't you get Junior Tala? You know, on the next flight to get, you know, get used to the conditions. Uh, mm. He would have done wonders for South Africa and he would have played in the next World Cup as well. Back to the phone lines we go. And uh, Hansi from Pretoria joins us on the line on line three. Good evening, Hansi. 
Hi, how are you, sir? Very well in yourself. Your comment? Yes, I want to comment uh, about the overall performance of the Protea. Mm. I do agree with some of the comments that your guest is making. Our senior players let us down, but I don't think the AMLA issue alone was our downfall. If you look at the teams like New Zealand, who have come of age in the World Cup, they are middle of the batsmen and fearless. They are able to take attacks apart. Our problem was your first to play C, JP Domini, and to a lesser extent, he still knew Rasif and Dassin. But those people were not able to dominate as they should have. I think for me, in the next two games, what should happen is that Faf Duplessis has set his time. The only time to step down is now. Mm. Not after the World Cup to say, I've done on Twitter. Let's, if we want to say Makram or Warabada is the next captain, let's put him on the spot in the next two games because those are the two players who are likely, maybe Quentin de Kock as well, mm. to be in the next World Cup. We should be saying, look, let's try new methods. We thank you very much, Faf Duplessis but mm. we want to try while we're still in the World Cup so that we fix for the next World Cup, as Gakhil Sorabala is saying. Otherwise, I didn't expect anything from the producers, to be honest with you. I just thought that we'll go there to fill up the numbers. My top three teams still remain as England, India, and Australia. Maybe now that New Zealand is showing great form, they could make a run for it. But for me, England, despite the setback by Pakistan, they're still the team for me. Hard luck for tears, but we should come back home and revamp Taraliso. Yep, we do need to, indeed to go back to the drawing board and rethink the way we uh, strategize the Proteas, the lineup, as well as their game plan. Uh, we got Gif uh, Kakag on the line, a development, a cricket development coach and selector and analyst, and we'll, we'll touch on a bit more with him after this break. Well, it's Reaction Monday right here on MSW this evening, a Monday night. Um, Owen Honey standing in for Robert Marawa, who is doing duty over in Egypt. And uh, he's uh, just watched that game. The loss between, uh, well, the loss for Bafana Bafana against Ivory Coast, going down 1-0 there in the opening game of the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations. But we're talking cricket right now, and in particular the Proteus poor performance over at the Cricket World Cup. And uh, joining me on the line is uh, Gift Kaka, a cricket development coach, selector and analyst. And just to give you an update on how things went down for South Africa, they lost their opening game to England by 104 runs. Their next game was up against Bangladesh, losing by 21 runs. Then they lost to India by six wickets. Three games on the trot they'd lost before a no result. Rain washed out the game between South Africa and the West Indies. They then picked up their very first win of the tournament uh, against Afghanistan. The Minnows there beating them by nine wickets and that was a positive result. But then we lost to New Zealand and suffered another defeat to Pakistan, which ruled us out of progressing through to the semi-finals gift. Before we went to the uh, phone lines there, we had an interesting call from Khansi, and he said, would it not be possible to change the captain of the team, get Faf out there ready, uh, and give a leadership role to one of the younger junior players, the likes of Aidan Markram, uh, Quinton de Kock, or maybe even Kakiso Rabada? <laughs> I think that would be very unsettling for the team in their final two games. Your thoughts on that? Look, like I've said, it, 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 maybe they, they need to introduce some fresh ideas mm. into it. Maybe let Faf go and play as, as you know as a normal player, not a captain. Mm. Let's see if he can express himself, you know, and and let's see what what the new captain will bring. Maybe some form of different, you know, dimension to the team, different way of attacking, different different way of 
you know, defending and, you know, because the team looks flat. They look mm. very flat. If you look at the South African team, I mean, we can take any other side. Uh, they can play any other side tomorrow. They'll still lose because the guys, the confidence is very low. Lacking that intensity. Seko from Port Elizabeth is on the line at the moment. So, Seko, good evening and welcome to MSW. Evening, Owen. You know, for me, I think uh, the cricket is only but one of the challenges that we have in South African sport. Yes, the Portuguese are performing dismally, and yes, they have done bad, but you have to think about it. South African sport as a whole has a history of picking players based on the reputation. So if a player has done it in the past, and you know there's an upcoming tournament, if he hasn't been performing in the tournament up to and leading that, mm. South African sport will still pick him. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, J.P. Dorman, sorry to single him out, but he's a prime example. He's done everything that he can for the Green and Gold. Mm. hasn't played much cricket up until leading to the World Cup, but because he's done it before on prior occasions, mm. he gets the nod, you know? Yeah. And for me, the captain is an issue post fast I do not think Aiden Markham is the player for us, you know. He's also been performing a bit bad. Mm. And, you know, the selection is a big issue, especially at the cricket. You know, there aren't many cricketing nations that are at our level. So, you know, when it, they always say with all the young players that come in into the, into the squad and into the system, they always lack experience. But, mm. you know, there's certain players that get certain chances more than others. For yeah. example, you know, there's many players who are given maybe two or three series and then they say, nope, this player's just not good enough, you know, yeah. to play at a South African level. But then there's players who play in three, four, five series and there's batsmen that only get, you know, two out of three series and that's the whole series. And each series has got maybe three or five one days, you know. Yeah. So we need to look at that selection as a whole, you know. Do we have players in the system what did we do with that? And I think for us, Rassi van der Dessen was the only player yep. who was showing form in the one-day set-up. And then when called in to the to the OTS set-up, he carried through that. Yep. He and stepped he was up. the only one. He stepped up very well yep. on your right. And he showed his form. He showed his consistency. And what about the other players, you know? Yeah. A second. We'll leave it there. We're going to go to other phone calls as well. Thank you so much for your thoughts, eh? Saying that we should have chosen form players. Uh, Cholo from uh, Cape Town, also on the line. Good evening. Owen, how are you? Very well in yourself. Your comment? Yeah. Happy Rob's not there for me to make the call. But anyway, <laughs> here's, here's, here's my comment. Yes. Um, leadership. Hmm. Flat just mentioned... They look like they don't want to play. My question is, with their leader, were they playing for their leader with their leader? Leadership is a massive thing, gents. There was no leadership starting from the changes. So I question whether we made the right decision yes. from the coaching perspective. It was broken from there. We saw we never played the same from the beginning. And I'm not one to question processes, but when your leader does not have the right compass. It doesn't matter how great your potential is and your talent is. Mm. You're just not going to get the best out of your players. So I don't question the talent we have, especially in cricket. Um, I'm the one who back our cricket talent. You can see it. But I question whether we back this talent with the right leader Mm, mm. from the coaching department. And if we were looking for transformation, how many, how many, Mm. of South African leaders would have gotten better out of our cricketers. Yep. You cannot tell me you've got a better cricketer than 
uh, the Quinton de Cox uh, across the world. The IPL is mm. fighting for them. They're fighting for our players. We chose the wrong leader, and we must accept it. We made the mistake. Mm. We don't need to uproot our cricket anymore. We've got the coaches. Get them to compliment our players, and we'll be the best in the world. Go and look at you see, a perfect example: Australia. Mm. They've mm. called on Ricky Ponting. What was wrong? Our batting fell apart. What happened to Neil McKenzie? Okay, mm. it's just a simple example. I'm not saying the current batting coach was wrong, but I'm saying maybe the person leading him. Yes. So it's like our country before. I won't get into politics. Wrong leader, wrong direction. <laughs> so, Louis, I'll have to leave it there then. We're not going to go into too much politics, <laughs> but we do get your point. Uh, thank you very much for that. We also got one uh, voice note that came in, uh, and we'll listen to that uh, now. Good day, Owen. Uh, trust that you will. Number one, highly disappointed with our cricket team. Number two, I'm failing to understand why is it the same team that the brother played for that won the World Cup is not a part of the squad. Only one player is a part of that squad because that team knew and understood the meaning of wearing a South African jersey. Number three, I honestly believe this thing of players coming back and then go on holiday, they know they know after that, oh, I'm going to get reselected. We need to scrap them out. We need to show them there should be a meaning in wearing this jersey. Number four, I don't know if you guys might remember Ivory Coast once got punished by their own president where he took them to the national field and made sure that they sing the anthem every day so that it's instilled in them that when you wear this this jersey remember who you're representing I think same applies there should be punishment for these guys because it seems like the only thing they're into is I get called I play get the money go rest build the fancy houses Reaction Monday. Ladies and gentlemen. Get it off your chest. On Radio 2000 and simulcast on Metro FM. Oh, lots of thoughts there from our listeners out in Radio 2000 land as well as Metro FM. Gift, like I still on the line, cricket development coach and select an analyst. You had a chance to listen to all of that. Your thoughts on some of those reactions from our listeners? Yeah, look, uh, I, I'd like to comment on the last uh, list, uh, the last listener mm. when he said, uh, you know, out of the, the, the squad that won with Aaron McCann being the captain when they won the World Cup, only two guys are there. The question is, where's the rest of those guys? You know, um, and also one of your one of your listeners said said something. You know, some of the players get given a chance at national level to prove themselves season, you know, season over and season over and over again. Uh, a guy like Rally Rosso, when he started playing international cricket, he failed dismally. Mm. But he was given a chance. Now you get a guy like Mangaliso Musefe. He gets given a chance, he fails, then he gets dropped. And all of a sudden, we don't even hear of money in, anymore, you know. Mm. It, it's one of those things. It's easy to drop some players. It's not easy to drop some. It's easy to protect some. It's not easy to protect some. And no explanations have been given to the public. Why was that player not given a long run like they did with Riley or so? But we're not there. Again, let's let's say we've got an under-19 team that's performing well. Fact-check those youngsters. Mm. Make them play on you know regularly in franchise cricket. Let them play more in SAA and you know fast check them in international cricket because they know they they've got the winning mentality and they know how to beat their opposition. Thank you so much, Gift. Like, uh, that's where we're going to leave it then this evening. Uh, enjoy the rest of uh, the Cricket World Cup over in England and Wales. Then. 
Thank you. <laughs> Good. Like a cricket development coach and selector joining us uh, right here on Radio 2000 and uh, Metro FM on uh, MSW.